Uh, my next guest is, should be pretty well known to you by now. He is the author of books, Don't Tell Mum I Work on the Oil Rigs. She thinks I'm a piano player in a whorehouse. His latest book is This Is Not a Drill. His name is Paul Carter, and I'm delighted to have him in the studio, but not to talk about books or experiences on oil rigs around the world. He's going to tell us a bit about Betty. How are you, Paul? I'm very well, thanks, Jeff. You're about to embark on a fantastic adventure. I am. Yeah, no, it's uh, almost uh, an intensive two years of uh, planning and, and, and a combination of dumb luck, timing and synchronicity. Yeah. It all just landed in my lap and I've been incredibly fortuitous. Who is Betty? Betty. Um, originally, she was Betty the Biobike, uh, built by the University of Adelaide's Mechanical Engineering Department. Um, for a race called the Solar Challenge, which was uh, uh, from uh, Darwin back to Adelaide. And um, they, they built Betty for that, and she runs on uh, used cooking oil and waste fats. Yes. So uh, it free fuel, basically, yeah. almost zero carbon emissions. And, uh, and they won. And uh, she went into storage after the project into the basement of, of, of Adelaide Uni. And while all this was unfolding, I, I had decided to start... Uh, uh, book three, but I don't work in the field anymore. I don't crew change offshore anymore. And uh, in, in the preceding two years since This Is Not A Drill came out, I uh, stopped working offshore and took a desk job and I moved to Perth and bought a house in Legoland, got married, had a baby and um, sort of hit this brick wall of uh, suburban bliss and it <laughs> very quickly turned into a you know a cage with golden bars for me <laughs> and uh, and this plan had been bubbling away in my brain box forever and then finally when i turned around and said to my wife i'm gonna darling i love you but i've got to wander off for a couple of years <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna get on my bike and ride around australia and she was yeah okay i've been waiting for you to say something yeah, like she would have known the risk when she married you yeah yeah um and then i i, I thought about it some more and uh, and decided uh, i didn't want to ride a conventional motorcycle you know I wanted to write something different, but but what? And the, the subject and, and the conversations we started having turned towards biofuel and alternate fuel. Um, but there are no uh, biofuel commercially viable motorcycles for sale in this country. Mm. So I started looking overseas. And while I was doing that, I was writing book three, and I got six chapters in. And my publisher was saying, yep, it's, it's observational humor. It's funny. It's it's what you do. It's But you're so angry. You know, it's, it's getting quite... Uh, quite verbal and quite aggressive and I said well I, I, I'm, I'm feeling trapped I need to I need to have an adventure and I, I told them what I planned to do and they said great you know do it and I, I found a bike for sale in the states and uh, the HDT Bulldog uh, which was initially uh, conjured up by a small firm to build a bike for the agricultural community not to be registered on the road just right. an, an ag bike but they wanted to have a bike that ran on the same diesel that they keep on the farm as opposed to having petrol and it was a huge success and they sold quite a few units and the next thing you know the american military bought the company and now they're solely producing bikes for their armed services in central asia afghanistan and uh, and iraq mm -hmm. uh, to great success and then the brits bought about two thousand units and they're using them so i thought right i've got to get this machine yeah. it's obviously field tested it's proven and could I find one? Or if I did find one, the farmer that bought one wasn't going to sell it to me for love no money. You know, that was it. So I, I kept looking, and I found one uh, in Germany, another chap. Uh, he didn't copy that bike, but he, he, he took the basic idea and produced his own version. And he was a retired... Um, uh, he was some uberleutnant at Porsche, and he, he, he retired, and he's bike-obsessed. And so he started manufacturing these things for commercial sale on the road. Germany have... Um, 
about 1,600 biogas, uh, biofuel uh, stations. Yes. Uh, so it was a huge success. He can't produce the bikes quickly enough to meet demand because it's essentially free fuel, mm. you know. And um, while I was doing all that, I had no idea that the University of Adelaide uh, had been thinking about this along the, the same lines of having a project whereby they could sell bikes uh, for sale to the to the farming community to run on on waste fats and used cooking oil. And you can actually, there, there would be a kit where if you produced enough in your own property, you could you could make your own fuel. Mm. So it was a great concept. Mm. And uh, I'd uh, tried to get one of these German bikes and I, I got hold of the guy and he was prepared to sell me one and I took it to the next step and, and spoke to a friend uh, who runs a, a, a custom motorcycle shop in Sydney called Deus Ex Machina. A guy called Dare Jennings, super guy. So I spoke to Dare and said, "Can you? You know, he wanted to help on the project." Mm. And I said, "Well, you can get this bike uh, into the country for me and, and and get it registered and put a compliance plate on it because he imports hundreds of bikes yes. every year." And he said, "Done, not a problem." Two weeks roll by, he calls me up and says, "Can't do it. I can't do it. There's a bit too much tape to go through. It's going to take too mm. long. Um, you know, way too much time and, and, and energy on your time frame to do this." And it was a bit of a deal breaker. So I was upset and came home and, you know, kicked around the garden swearing for half an hour. And then my wife, it's, she, she saves the day every time. She, she wandered out with, a, with a, a printout that she found on the internet about Betty and said, but there's already one in the country that's <laughs> compliance plated and legally road registered on the road, done. And they did it two years ago. And she just handed me a newspaper article and it had the professor's name at the bottom, Colin Castell. So I just ran the generic number for Adelaide Uni and yeah. uh, got the switchboard and said, well, hello, can I speak to Colin Kestel? Yep. And they put me through to his rooms. So Colin picks up, doesn't know me from a bar of soap. Yeah. And I've, he's got me on speakerphone and there are two students in his rooms at the time. And he immediately thinks I'm one of a, a dozen crackpots that ring him up every week like, with biofuel you know, yeah. fridges and lawnmowers. <laughs> and so he's trying to you know, get rid of me. And I'm desperately trying to, to get his time. And I, I started rattling off you know, the names of the books. And that's when the two students got up, bolted out of his rooms to the library because the petroleum engineering yeah. students yeah. read the books and came back and said, well, this is the guy. Yeah. And he said, oh, well, what can I do for you? So I told him my plan and he said, great, we'd love to be involved. When can you come to Adelaide and look at the bike? So I'm thinking maybe Fantastic. a month. What like, a great wife you've got. Oh, she's a legend. I was so lucky. So I, I was thinking in terms of a month, you know. And then two days later, a colleague walks into my office and says, my boss, Westy, Peter Westy, Westy can't go to the Clipsal 500 V8 races. He told me to give you the tickets. And I said, what's that? And he said, and he looked at me. He said, what do you mean? It's the V8, mate. It's the, it's the race, Adelaide, the Clipsal 500. I said, where is it? Adelaide. Yes. When? Well, it's short notice. It's the day after tomorrow. Done. I'll, I'll go. No worries. So I, I ring Colin up and say, well, look, I'll be in Adelaide in two days. I just got free tickets to, for four days intensive beer consumption and V8 races. And he said, well, good for you. I'll see you in two days. Get on the flight. And this, is just, this gets silly now. I sat next to a chap called uh, Stephen Yarwood, who's the deputy Lord Mayor of Adelaide. <laughs> we start a conversation and he knows the books and said, what yeah. are you doing? And I said, well, I'm doing this thing with this bio bike. And he knows the bio bike. He, he knew of the project. He said, this is great. How can we help? So it, it progressed very, very quickly. I got off the plane and went straight to the university. And Colin's standing there with the bike. Absolute boffin. He's got the white lab coat on. And yeah. he says, well, here's a helmet. All of this is just academic, isn't it, until you ride the bike. So I just put my bag down and took off for four hours around Adelaide on Betty. How is she? She's great. Is she nice? Yeah. She's a, a 1997 Kajiva W16. And uh, basically, they just took the 600 single engine out of it and put a Yanmar LP100 diesel single 
which is the kind of engine you'd run an irrigation pump with or something like okay. that. And it never should be in a motorbike, but they did it anyway. Yeah. And it has a CVT drive system in it, and it was perfect. Great. Why are you doing this? I mean, I read a fantastic quote about you that said, you know, it's almost like a, a piece of redemption for a, a formerly earth-raping eco-vandal. <laughs> I guess you could say that. You see that. yourself as an earth-raping eco-vandal just by having worked on the rigs? Oh, I'm just a tiny cog in a, in a, in a great big, you know, well, obviously a, a massive machine. Yes, I think it's a way, in some respects, it's a way of just showcasing the, the idea that there is an alternate, you know, another way of, uh, of having internal combustion to, to get from A to B. Yes, and it's funny, our, our levels of uh, understanding with this idea, um, you know, in some parts of the world, as you say, in Germany, it's well known and well understood. Uh, you know, going back probably 20 years, um, blokes in Wales were using vegetable oil to keep the car on the road, but it smelt and it sounded terrible. And But we are at a point where, where there is the opportunity to talk about this, this significant change. What's your trip going to be like? What are your plans? Well, I'm doing my very best not to get hit by a semi-trailer full of bridge parts. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. You know, the bike will, uh, at 3,000 RPM, it'll sit on 95 kilometres an hour. And coincidentally, so does the uh, support vehicle. Yeah. So we'll literally just start in Adelaide, Melbourne, Brisbane, Sydney. Um, sorry, Sydney, Brisbane, and then all the way across. To <laughs> <laughs> I, that was clearly an unintended mistake because I don't think you'd go all the way up there and then come back and then go up again. Yeah, well, you never know. You never know. Um, and then, yeah, Darwin and basically anti-clockwise around the continent. How much vegetable oil do you think Betty will use? Best uh, calculations we've done is about 650 litres. Yeah. Uh, so we have two 400-litre tanks. You carry that with you. There's not an expectation that you just create that along the way or oh, we wanted to did Jeff, you? we wanted i wanted to roll up to all the fast food places you know and and beg borrow and steal whatever i could get out of their chip pans and then we had this filtration system we, we planned it all out but unfortunately it took too long yeah to produce one tank of, of fuel for the bike so i'd end up being prone for for far too long to make it to make it work so we had to make it all in advance and haul it around with us. My guest is Paul Carter at 16 Minutes After 11. Paul, next Tuesday, I think, isn't it, Paul, embarks on this fantastic... Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow? <laughs> We've had so many dramas. I we beg had. your pardon. I thought it was next week. No, no, it's it, my wife's having a fit at the moment, packing up, packing up everything and, and getting the house organised. And I've got, we've had truck dramas and flat tyres and comms breakdowns and, and all kinds of pandemoniums. So, so how much support do you have? So I beg your pardon, you leave the University of Adelaide tomorrow. Oh, no, I leave here tomorrow. Oh, okay. And it, then you... Drive the truck to Adelaide and then get on there Betty. We are. And then we kick off on... That's uh, the following Tuesday. Okay, okay. Um, how many people will be supporting you? And will you be doing it... Will you be... Will you be living rough? Will you be having a broad experience? Or absolutely, yeah. Oh yeah, we'll be camping. We'll, we'll you know, when we when we do get tired and need a, a hot shower and a, and a warm meal, we'll we'll check into motels and and. Uh, but there's all the camping gear in the world. We've got we've got. Well, we, we even we nearly bought those epurbs. Yeah, emergency personnel uh, decided not to. Well, no, we didn't because we're not going to venture that far off the beaten track. You know. What do you want to get out of this? I know I, there's the obvious greater awareness but you're a funny man who tells terrific stories um uh, this is another great opportunity to meet some interesting people and experience some strange things it's that you know i didn't plan it to the nth degree we know what direction we're going in and in the course of doing that i'm, I'm fairly confident we're going to run into all kinds of interesting people and, and things will happen along the way you know you can't over plan it too much and no i like i've always liked with you though you know you talk about a whole series of events sort of conspire to, to put you in a certain place but do you reckon you live your life that way anyway 
that you see uh, an opening or an opportunity and go, well, or, or, you know, shall I dive through this door? I don't know what's on the other side, but that's part of the fun. Yep, definitely. And, and already it's happening with, with the project because uh, the, uh, the university are in the, in the process of constructing another biodiesel motorcycle to break the uh, biodiesel land speed record which um, unfortunately uh, it's not recognized if I do it in Australia. I'd have to take the bike to Bonneville. But I can go to Speed Week on Lake Gardner in March of next year with the Dry Lakes uh, racing. Will you have a crack at that? I oh, guess absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to go for 300 kilometers an hour on, on vegetable oil. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great pleasure having you in the studio. And I would. how long will the whole trip take, do you reckon, Paul? Total is about two and a half months. Yeah. 50 days thereabouts. Yeah. About uh, 300 riding hours. I'm going to have a very sore backside at the end. Of well, that. I hope we get the opportunity to perhaps talk to you while you're on the road, which would be, uh, which would be wonderful. Good luck. Uh, the cause is a great one, uh, but the book that will follow will no doubt be hilarious. Paul Carter, thanks very much for coming in. Good on you, Jeff. Thanks, mate. Paul Carter, who with Betty the Biobike is about to go on a grand adventure around the country. How very strange. I've just been told I turned some music off, but I'm not sure that I have. Let me try again. No, it's not me. It must... It's not me. It must be them. Hmm. We've entered a rather frozen world, my friends. Um, I'll keep talking. We'll take some calls, one three hundred triple two seven twenty. 222 Keen to hear from you. Paul Carter's kindly put his headphones back on, but I think, I can't see. I th I think we're okay, Paul. We'll just keep messing around until we get some calls up. Paul Carter, thank you very much for coming in. No uh, <laughs> uh, coming up shortly, I want to put something to you, my friends. We saw this uh, advertised today, another one of these rather silly and unusual things. And basically what it is, if it wasn't enough having a family member constantly harp at you in life, now they can leave a message for you after death. Now, actually, the intention is more good-natured than that, but uh, what I want to ask of you this morning is if you wanted to leave a message for those you love after you've gone, tell me what that message is, and I promise I won't... No, I promise I'll use it today. If you've got a message to leave for those you love after you've gone, tell me what it is. One three hundred triple two seven twenty, or SMS one double nine double two seven twenty.